You are listening to KC Sports Network, proudly presented by Emprise Bank. Coming up, the latest episode of KCSN Update. What's up, Chiefs Kingdom? Welcome to this fun and special episode of KCSN Update. BJ Kissel hanging out with ESPN's Matt Miller to get his thoughts on the Chiefs and Niners coming up in Super Bowl 58 on Sunday night. And Matt, you're a noted San Francisco 49ers fan. We're just going to get that out of the way, but you live with a bunch yep. of Chiefs fans that you are related to. Uh, so again, just like it was four years ago, pretty pretty much a win-win situation for you. Well, you would think so. Four years ago, my son was six years old and he was sweet and cute. And I, I you know, the 49ers have won five Super Bowls still. Uh, they had at that time as well. And I remember telling my little cute six-year-old you know what if my team loses it's okay because your team will win and i know how special that is to watch your team win a super bowl i had no idea that here we would be four years later and he would have seen his team in the super bowl pretty much every damn year since that time and as you know bj you have kids my so my now 10 year old told me last sunday he said i might i might actually root for the niners dad so why would you root for the niners he said you haven't seen your team win a Super Bowl in 30 years. Mine did it last year. So that's what I'm dealing with this week, man. So I'm excited for the game to get here, but I kind of want it to get over with. The trash talk that my nine-year-old, now nine-year-old, I guess as of tomorrow, it'll be his ninth, ninth birthday. Uh, but the trash talk that he brings is so unintentionally funny. When right. playing video games and stuff, he's like, it's okay, dad. Not everybody's good at everything. Yeah. Right, I know he's dominating the, me in video. Games. Amount of times I get called old during anything we do is fantastic. So yes, yeah, so it, it will be a fun time in the Miller house. My wife, as soon as the NFC Championship game ended, looked at me and said, "Do you want to watch the game upstairs or downstairs next week?" So they're like they're moving me to one part of the house away from everyone else. So uh, if you're superstitious, Chiefs Kingdom, just know that I will not be allowed to watch the game with any Chiefs fans. That's why we'll be surrounded by Chiefs fans as Tucker from Yellen and myself and Haley Lewis. We haven't really announced this, so we'll talk about it right here real quick. Uh, we will be at Power and Light uh, doing a second stream. I heard of that. It's a small, smaller area. Small area with right. just a few Chiefs fans. Yeah. And uh, we're actually streaming through Bleacher Report, who I also think you're familiar with uh, throughout your uh, yeah. media career. Uh, but yeah, we'll be streaming through the BR app like we did for the Buffalo Bills game up at Holiday Distillery. And we will be outside of the balcony. We'll be on the balcony and the VIP area of Mosaic that overlooks the watch party area. So pretty good vantage point of the watch party. So make sure to tune into that. And then we'll be there for the post game show as well. So Haley and I will be streaming live throughout the entire game from PNL, um, showing crowd shots and hopefully having a lot to cheer about. That's what I want to talk to you about, Matt. You about Matt. But before we get into kind of the takes for this game, I do want to bring up your prediction because. Whenever we can pat ourselves on the back for getting something right, you got to do, do it. And Tucker, let's bring up Matt's uh, note here, and I'll read this for anyone not watching on YouTube. This is something Matt wrote last February. Said Matt Miller, NFL draft analyst. His prediction for Super Bowl 58 a year ago, Chiefs over 49ers. Sure, this might seem like an obvious choice, but the 49ers have been to two consecutive NFC Championship games only to lose to teams that were simply healthier than they were at the time. There's a big decision coming at quarterback, but Shanahan has proved he can win with Jimmy Garoppolo or Brock Purdy. And the Chiefs, well, they're the Chiefs, and as long as they have Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid, it's foolish to think of anyone else as Super Bowl favorite from the AFC. So, that's yeah. good. Not not that those were two yeah, teams, not like you called Detroit a year early, or team kind of out of nowhere. No. 
but give you a pat on the back because um uh, right that's good i mean i a year ago i don't think anyone myself included could have predicted that brock purdy was going to come back from ucl surgery the first quarterback that i've ever heard of to come back from ucl surgery and to do it in such a quick time frame to get back didn't miss a single game this year um and for the chiefs a year ago the narrative was they got no wide receivers what's going to happen to chris jones we got to fix the offensive line and once again you know Mahomes just kind of rises above all of that and and here we are thanks to another another really good offseason by brett beach i want to make sure brett gets as much credit as it's humanly possible within the next 30 minutes because the chiefs as great as patrick is as great as andy reed is you guys are not playing in a fourth super bowl in five years without the moves that brett beach has made on this roster 100 percent. we'll give him all the flowers we talked about it all week um k adams uh matt hamilton over at the up and adam show put out the graphic that is the first time that a quarterback that's had the highest cap hit in the NFL has played in the Super Bowl. And that is yeah. a Brett Veach stat. It has nothing to do with Mahomes. It has to do with Brett Veach taking the resources that he had available and putting a team that can get back to the Super Bowl and add in the, the context of Chris Jones holding a, a huge chunk of the salary cap kind of hostage yeah. during his holdout. In which Not kind of, that money. PJ. You're being nice. That was, it was yeah, I was yeah. I wasn't going to be as nice to Brett because Brett did say in the offseason yeah. that Kadarius Tony was our number one wide receiver. Uh, and I had a lot of Chiefs fans telling me that we didn't need to sign a veteran wide receiver uh, to win a Super Bowl, which they could be right on that. But it was because we had Justin Ross. So I'm conversations that we have during yeah. the offseason. Uh, but anyway, right. let's get into talking about this game coming up. Uh, what do your prediction now? One of the things we were talking about before we recorded here, and I think we're on the same page, is that there is not a lot of pressure on the Chiefs. Going into this game, right. in my opinion, I know that they're in the Super Bowl. They want to win, especially with, with Mahomes chasing Brady. Like this is the one you got to win um, when you get this opportunity. And you can start to have that conversation if you have three by the time you're 28. Um, but I just yeah. I feel like so much more is on Brock Purdy. It's on Nick Bosa. It's on Kyle Shanahan uh, on the 49ers yeah. side. No, it absolutely is. I think for like you said with Mahomes, you want to be three and one, not two and two in Super Bowls after this game, obviously, but. This game doesn't inform anything about Patrick Mahomes' greatness or his legacy. He's a Hall of Fame quarterback already. He is in the Mount Rushmore of quarterbacks that ever played in the NFL, in my opinion, based on not just on talent, but on now production and, and accomplishment. So, yeah, I mean, you want to have your third Super Bowl by the time you're 28? I don't think this game's going to change how we discuss Patrick Mahomes. Hopefully, all that dumb stuff that was said midseason about all the other quarterbacks being greater than Mahomes can finally be put to bed because it's nonsense and it's a waste of time and oxygen. Just don't listen to anyone who says this stuff ever again. Uh, having said that, I do think the pressure is on. Let's start with Kyle Shanahan. You know, the last two times his team's played, you had a 20 to 10 lead at halftime, and it went away. Uh, you go back to Kyle's previous Super Bowl, 28-3, and I understand he wasn't calling the defense. He was the offensive coordinator, but they failed to score another point in that Super Bowl against the Patriots when he was the Atlanta Falcons. So uh, I think you know, we, we all saw the stat before this postseason. The Niners were like 0-30 when trailing to start the fourth quarter. They've won two games now while trailing to start the fourth quarter. But this is still a, a head coach in a team that has not played well from behind. And so there will be a ton of pressure on, because of that, on Kyle Shanahan to make sure the script is right early. There's going to be a ton of pressure on Brock Purdy, who has played terribly in the first quarter, first half, the last two games. They cannot afford to come out slowly they cannot afford to come out and have the near misses or the the turnovers early because not to be cliche 
And this is not the dynamic Chiefs team of 2020 at this point, but this is a team you cannot afford to let them get up on you. We saw that last week against Baltimore. You got up on Baltimore. Sure, you didn't score in the second half, but this is a different team now. They can run to win and the defense is suffocating. So even at, you know, as a football analyst, forgetting you know who I've rooted for for the past 35 years, basically, uh, the 49ers cannot afford to fall behind early because the, the Chiefs are just too good at at situational football at this point. And maybe it's just the the biased Chiefs fan in me, uh, which comes out especially this time. But the closer we get to this game, man, the more confident I am in the Chiefs being able to not just win, but but handle business pretty well. And that's shocking because this was the same. This was San Francisco's year at the beginning of the season. You said, "Hey, San Francisco's got an absolute monster." that's built and they played that way. And I I've talked about this week. I wonder where the narrative or the perception changed. And I think it was the Christmas day game. It was, but he built it. Was, this absolutely. could be the game and Baltimore yeah. just went out and beat them down. And then through two playoff games, they still won. They still got here, but three point wins over Detroit and green Bay. And the way that they did those didn't install this bully, just they're going to go out and dominate type confidence. Yeah. And I just, as soon, as soon as I hear more things, you're talking about Brock Purdy struggling in the first half. Chiefs defense has been dominant. One of the best defenses in NFL postseason history in the second half of games uh, and what they've been able to do. So I'm just getting more and more confident the closer we get to this. Yeah, and I will say, you know, from a 49ers perspective, this was supposed to be their year. It still could be. You know, we, yeah. we'll find out uh, Sunday night. It still could be. Uh, losing Tano Hafanga early in the year. Uh, was such a playmaker for them that the safety position was was crucial. Uh, he's so good against the run, so good taking away the middle of the field in coverage. He's a playmaker. That was huge. But then also, you know, there have been some missed cues, I think, in, in, in you know, personnel. Javon Hargrave was signed to be a bully, a defensive stack. How's that happen? Like, he has not played up to his contract at all this year. Uh, opposite Nick Bosa, defensive end. This team misses Cleveland Furl. Chiefs fans are familiar with Cleveland Furl. Imagine missing him, but they do. They especially miss him in the run game where Chase Young is such a liability against the run. Uh, we saw Detroit. what Detroit did last week against the run game is a blueprint to beat this team because of how hard Chase Young is consistently crashing down off the left edge of the offense, the right edge of the defense. And when you have someone like Pop in the backfield and you have you know such a great uh, run-blocking offensive line is such a great run scheme, that is where you can see, I think it's very easy to, to lay out a blueprint in which this game gets ugly early. And that's not to say the Niners can't make it a game in the second half because they have, but this game could get, it. Could, you know, last week at halftime, the 49ers, it looked like that game was over. So I could yeah. this could be another week where at halftime you're trying to figure things out pretty quickly. And I'll defer to the guys who who break down the film who know much more than I do. I, I'm looking through stats and notes of where the, where have the 49ers struggled, what do the Chiefs like to do, and that's where I start to get more confidence because the point that you just made, and I wasn't specifying it even what I was looking at about Chase Young, but that last matchup last year in the regular season where the Chiefs and Niners met, I remember, and it comes from the comment that Nick Bosa made about they hold a lot, talking about all the holding. Mm-hmm. In the the picture I can't get out of my mind of the last time these two teams met was in the regular season. Last year was Bosa coming off the field exhausted and frustrated because he didn't know what to do because Andy Reid was leaving him unblocked at times. He was confusing him. There were all kinds of things they were throwing at him. But when you look at the Niners' defense and the point that you just made about Chase Young crashing down, the Niners' defense struggles on outside runs. And the Chiefs run more outside zone. The Chiefs run more outside zone than anyone else. Or kind of like what Detroit did with Jamison Williams with the the jet action, like the little 
and I'm just handing off to like a McCall Hardman or Tony or whoever it's going to be at the one situation you get him the ball and feel somewhat comfortable about it. But yeah, the right. areas in which the Niners struggle is already plays into what the Chiefs do. And it it shows that because it's the history of these two teams. The Chiefs offensively have always been pretty good. Now, in talking about that pressure, we talked about Kyle Shanahan and what this game means to him. I want to talk about Brock Purdy because I obviously believe in Spags and what he can do. But there is a... I'm leaning towards, I don't think Brock Purdy is going to have a great game unless he's running the football and scrambling and kind of picking up, you know, yards with yeah. legs. Like he did last week, had 48 yards. I don't see him picking apart the Chiefs defense, even with all success he has. He's the top deep ball passer in the league, all of those types of things. I just, it's setting up for me that this is going to be a game that Brock Purdy is um, not going to want to rewatch. You know, I want to see how you guys cover the Niners because I thought the first half against Baltimore, I didn't love what Spags was doing, actually. Uh, I thought they made really good halftime adjustments. Who's LeJarius Sneed on? Is he on? Well, let's start there. Are you playing man or zone? Because we see this team do both, uh, you know, kind of a a consistent clip. I would assume it's going to be zone coverage, but if not, you know, where's Sneed playing? Because I think to go on the other side of it, uh, could Purdy have a big game? I would go that it's, less likely than than likely that he would have a big game just because of how good Spags has been. However, I will say, I think the favorable matchup for San Francisco outside of running the ball, which you have to run the ball against Kansas City. That's the only way you can you can really beat up that defense. The Niners do that yeah. well. But for Brock yeah. Purdy, it's you got to get the matchups on these safeties. You know, I, I think that's the the goal here because the corners are are really good and Trent McDuffie's a stud and Snead is a stud. You got to get matchups on the safety. So I, I wouldn't be surprised that you know, if, if it is man coverage, the Niners run mesh concept better than anybody in the NFL because of how well their guys run through contact because they have such physicality at, at the wide receiver and tight end position. You know, three deep at wide receiver and they're all monsters. And Kittle is Kittle. You know, I heard Kelsey say last week, Kittle is the best tight end in football this year. Um, that might be him being humble, but, you know, Travis had a little bit of a, a slower regular season. So I do think, you know, from a Chiefs fan perspective, if you're going to get nervous, it is can the safety step up because you got two great corners who I have a ton of respect yeah. for, but the, the Niners eat in the middle of the field. And you know, that's, that's the matchup that I'm kind of looking for. Again, I'd go back to running the ball. I thought Baltimore got way too cute. Buffalo ran for 180 yeah. yards. Baltimore stopped trying to run the ball after they got down. And that is one thing that San Francisco will not do. Uh, against Buffalo, they got down, came out second half and ran the ball, you know, despite the fact that you're down like 24 to, three or whatever it was 24 seven um so that you know if, if you're gonna get nervous as a Chiefs fan it will not be while Patrick Mahomes has the ball it will be to see you know how how Kyle Shanahan and, and Spags kind of go at each other in this chess match yeah and that's a question that I would pose to you um because Justin Reed could end up being the most important player in this game because of his I would agree what do you do with your safeties do you bring them down to help and I was looking through um I can't remember where I was looking at it but it was all the the stats against the Chiefs run defense versus with light boxes, with heavy boxes against an offense that is set up, you know, with 22 personnel where the, the Niners run 21 personnel more than any other team in the league. The Chiefs haven't faced a lot of it. You're going to see two running backs. You're going to see Juice check out there a lot. You're going to see yep. George Kittle. You're going to see these formations where the Chiefs are going to be in more base defense. And they've probably been all season just because of the way yep. the 49ers like to do this. If you're the Chiefs, what do you do with your safeties? And to your point, do you... and the reason I think Brock Purdy probably has so much success throwing the ball deep and not that he's not good at it, but he's throwing to IU because the safeties are down helping on McCaffrey and they're helping exactly. on the game. 
what do you yeah. do with the safeties? And you can't do the same thing every time I get that. But philosophically, would you rather bring him down, try to stop CMC and put your cornerbacks more on an island there or challenge your guys, challenge Nick Bolton, challenge Tranquil and the guys up front, Chris Jones, yeah. who's not historically been the best at necessarily staying in his lane and playing the run, um, especially this year. What, where do you put the challenge? Do you put it on the DBs to be on an island or do you put it on guys up front to get it done without having to bring that safety down? I look at the strength of your team and that is the DB. So I put it on those guys. Say, hey, you are, we're man coverage. The safeties have to help in the run game. Um, the 49ers offensive line outside of Trent Williams is not, they're not good individually. They do fine as a unit, especially in run block situations. And they, they can hold up because of the play action. It keeps defenses kind of pausing a little bit, but you know, you're probably going to be able to bring four for the most part and, and have some success. So I do think that, you know, you try to man up and deal with these wide receivers. Um, it's again, they're big, they're big wide receivers, not necessarily tall, you know, but they're all thick guys and and they they play so much bigger Ayuk has you know he'll be the fastest player on the field when he's out there uh so dealing with that is, is certainly a problem but uh I, I agree to Justin Reed has to be a superstar in this game whether that's matched up against Kittle at times which I think is a mismatch you guys don't want is you know to have uh Reed against Kittle um but there's not a great matchup there you know there's really not it's and it's the same it's the same both both ways there's a player for each side where you know, the, the 49ers are very thin at corner. Old old friend Chavarius Ward will be out there on Rasheed Rice. The rest of the time, you know, please throw it Ambry Thomas as early and often as you can. That's what Andy's going to tell Patrick because there is a gigantic weakness out there. So to your, to your point, though, VJ, I think you got to just let those corners play and trust it. You got, I think, two all-pro corners. Maybe the votes didn't say that, but mine yeah. would have if they gave me a vote. You got to just trust those guys. They've, they've been great for you all year. They've locked it down every step of the way. So I would say you put it on them and say, you guys got to take care of Ayuk and uh, Debo and we'll handle the rest. Yeah, it. I think it's a much more interesting storyline and interested to watch. And as much as it hurts me to say this, I'm more excited to see the Chiefs defense and how they combat against the 49ers and to see Patrick Mahomes playing another Super Bowl. I just think there's more interesting things on that side. And for everything we've talked about, it sounds like we're not, not respecting Brock Purdy. Because all the things that we're talking about play into what he has been so good at this year, which is throwing right. the ball deep. And again, best deep ball passer in the league. Guys completing se- uh, 63% of passes 20 yards or more down the field. And you might hear that and say 63 is about a normal you know, completion percentage. Yeah, overall, not for passes beyond down the field with Patrick <laughs> Brings is significantly below 50% um, yep. this year compared to what he's been in the past. So um that and against the blitz. We know Steve Spagnolo is going to blitz and he's very, very good at it. Brock Purdy's the best quarterback in the NFL at beating the blitz. So, uh, so I get the Troy last week. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think so much again, I think all these things play into each other that it's McCaffrey in the running game. It's the play action. His yards yeah. per attempt on play action is way up there because they're taking deep shots because the safeties are crashing down. And that's where the film study and getting into all that stuff really starts to play into it. But I want to get your prediction. We've got some more stuff here with Matt Miller right after this quick break. We appreciate you supporting KC Sports Network by listening to our podcast. You have helped us become the highest ranked Chiefs podcast network in 2022 and 2023. And don't forget about our daily Substack newsletter, the best written analysis you can find on the Chiefs straight to your inbox every day. KCSN.substack.com. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate 
isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Looking for a super offer for Super Bowl 58? DraftKings Sportsbook has you covered. New customers can bet on the big game and turn 5 bucks into 200 instantly in bonus bets. Chiefs right now two-point dogs to the San Francisco 49ers, plus 105 on that money line. And if you want to get in on that action, download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code KCSN. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get 200 instantly in bonus bets. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of Super Bowl 58 with code KCSN. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas. 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus rates expire 168 hours after issuance. CDKNG.com slash football for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Need to hire a VO guy, Matt. <laughs> Tony, you hear my voice on that, but welcome back right. to KCSN like Update. BJ Kissel hanging out with Matt Miller. Matt, we've talked about your early prediction that the Chiefs and Niners are going to be in the Super Bowl. We talked about who's got the most pressure. We talked about the quarterbacks, talked a little bit about matchups. What is your prediction this year for this game? Chiefs and Niners. Yeah. We got. BJ, we've known each other a long time and we've talked a lot of football. I used to have a rule that you probably remember that I never bet against Bill Belichick and Tom Brady in the Super Bowl. And that I was right six times, uh, wrong twice. So, or three times, excuse me. So, pretty good, pretty good clip there. I'm back to the same thing with Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid. I refuse to bet against them in the Super Bowl, even when they're playing against my favorite team. I prefer to be right uh, over happy. So, I'm going to go Chiefs 28. I Chiefs 27, Niners 24 is what I had because we know Harrison Bunker is going to have some kicks. Uh, so I, I think for a Super Bowl, a relatively low-scoring game, um, both these offenses are so good. And I, I do think, interestingly enough, I think both offenses want to run the ball in this game. You know, it's the the way that the rosters line up. I, I think the Chiefs can run the ball against the 49ers, and I think the 49ers can run the ball against the Chiefs. So we might not see the, the super sexy passing attack that we're used to seeing from Patrick Mahomes in the Super Bowl, maybe a little bit more like last year, where it's just smart defense, sound football, and Patrick has to make plays in, in big, big spots. So it, it's going to be a fun one. Yeah, we talked about earlier this week that Patrick Mahomes needs 11 completions, 263 yards, and two touchdowns. If he has at least that minimum, and the yards might be the one, um, Yeah, but if he gets all of those, he'll be in top five in NFL history for Super Bowls for most yards, completions, 
and touchdowns already. Um, already at, yeah. at 28 years old, top five, and just Super Bowls yeah. in those things. I think it was reported uh, from Media Night last night that you know Mahomes said that he's just going to stick to his Super Bowl media or his Super Bowl week routine. Routine. <laughs> he's yeah. got a routine for the Super Bowl yeah. already, and know knows what he's got going on, but. Um, you've been doing this a long time. You've covered this for a long time. What else going into this game for either one of these teams do you feel like could be an X factor? Could be something that we haven't discussed yet that could ultimately decide who wins this game on Sunday. No, so oddly enough, I was going to say that. I, I remember reading about the Patriots during their dynasty and that after the first couple Super Bowls, they knew how to handle it. You know, They knew what to expect. They knew how to deal with media night. They knew how to deal with family requests. They, they had it locked in. That had dialed in. And I understand the Niners were just in it in a four years ago as well, but there's something to that. That roster has turned over a lot. This is Brock Purdy's first Super Bowl. This is Christian McCaffrey's first Super Bowl. You know, the, the, the a lot of the big players, uh, there, there's some turnover there. And and even for the coaching staff, they've the Niners have lost so many coaches. You know, the Chiefs have you've been able to bring back people like Matt Nagy. You have someone who's been there for a while in SPAG. So I think that continuity is huge and and the comfort level is is really really big and and to me you know it does come down to having that trust in your guy to get the job done you know when you have a Patrick Mahomes out there when you have a Tom Brady out there all you got to worry about is you because you know that that guy is is capable of doing amazing things and so I think that that does make it easier for a young defense you know uh, it makes it easier for guys filling in for a Nick Allegretti filling in a, a left guard you know and replacing arguably the chief best lineman to say hey I have 15 back there. All I got to do is my job for three seconds and I'm, I'm good to go per snap. So um, I do think that that familiarity with the situation is, is so huge. And and we'll see, you know, I mean, you got to get your first one somehow. Maybe, maybe Brock Purdy, uh, I mean, he's been ice cold over the, the two years. I mean, we do have to give the guys some credit. Last pick in the draft, nobody thought he'd even make the roster because Trey Lance and Jimmy Garoppolo are there. And he's been in the NFC Championship game and the Super Bowl in his first two years, which is, is pretty remarkable. Whatever you want to say about system quarterback and all that stuff, it's, it's pretty remarkable what he's been able to do. So um, I, I think that is, though, uh, you know, kind of an an under-told part of this whole thing is can you block out the noise and, and get into that routine to just go play football? And the Chiefs have done it so much over the last five years that they're going to know all the routines and all the, the ticks in the schedule. Uh, I got a couple of, of betting questions for you. I'm looking at the DraftKings lines, right? Oh, here we go. And we have the Super Bowl MVP odds. Patrick Mahomes, the favorite okay. at plus 125. Brock Purdy, second, not a huge surprise, at plus 225. Quarterback, yep. Christian McCaffrey at plus 475. Travis Kelsey, plus 1,200. Debo Samuel, plus 2,000. Isaiah Pacheco, plus 2,800. Rasheed Rice, 5,000, plus 5,000. Brandon Ayuk, plus 6,000. Which one do you think is the best bang for your buck? Man. It's easy because I, I think I'm looking at it. I just surprised they're on you. Yeah. No, no, no. One jumped out to me pretty I, stuffingly. Kelsey jumped that out. That one jumped out. Strongly. Yeah. I mean, I could jumped out to me at 2,800, and you know they're gonna, they want to run yeah. the football. He breaks loose a couple of times. Or just gets a couple of touchdowns. Catches in a tutty. That dude is taking it all hardware for Taylor, as he said immediately. <laughs> you know, maybe, maybe, but you know, just let's just piss off all the the people mad about Taylor Swift to give Travis the MVP if he has a ten catch, hundred yard touchdown night. Um, 
Yeah, that, I mean, obviously the favorites are the favorites for a reason. What was Ayuk was pretty yeah. low on that list, and as you mentioned, he could get loose for one deep to break a game open. Um, Eight plus six thousand. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm not. I would in no way suggest anyone should put more than twenty five dollars on that. You know, bet we you're okay losing, obviously, but that's a pretty good return. All right, and for we talked about Patrick Mahomes' legacy. Let's finish this up. A win and a Super Bowl MVP. I know everybody's going to have their takes on he's the goat and all of these th- types of things. But what do you think yeah. the conversation will look like going into next year? Because we saw what it looked like this year at a time where after last year's Super Bowl, thought can't question this guy. This was the rebuilding year. They didn't have Tyreek Hill, and they didn't think they yeah. could go back and do it. And now, now they have Tyreek. They don't have Juju, um, and they don't have you know a passing game that we're used to seeing. And they still figured out a way to get it done. How do you feel that people will talk about the Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes if they're able to win the Super Bowl going into a season next year where I will already start the conversation of they win it on Sunday, they then have a chance to do something that no team in NFL history has ever done to where they can be called the greatest dynasty ever in winning three straight. So where do you think people are going to talk about Patrick Mahomes and, and question him when he goes up against Josh Allen in the regular season or Lamar Jackson? Uh, where it's not putting them on the same yeah. level. Well, unfortunately, you know we have short memories in the media, and everyone wants to everyone wants to knock off the top. You know, it was even listen when Brady was the guy, everyone was so ready to make Mahomes the guy, right? And and Patrick is now the guy. You know, but it's everyone wants to come at the top, and I think that you know some of that stuff that gets said on you know podcasts and the internet, television, it's just filler it really is you know anyone suggesting that anyone other than Patrick Mahomes is the best quarterback in the NFL is trying to get attention there's no way they actually believe that there's no way and the, the, the evidence is all out there so I would hope BJ that the conversation headed into next year would be let's see how Veach can get Mahomes the weapon so that he can go out there and put his foot on the throat of the doubters and throw for 5,000 yards and 50 touchdowns and have that season that that you know, kind of that does stop the nonsense. And that's not to take anything away. You know how much I, I love and respect Josh Allen and Lamar Jackson and Joe Burrow. I'm a connoisseur of great quarterback play. I love it. But there's there's a clear hierarchy right now, and I that's what I want next year. I want the I want the revenge album from Mahomes and the boys next year. Of this is who we are, and we've had to have some of those like late 2000s Patriots years, maybe where the defense helped us out a little bit, the run game helped us out a little bit, but like we're still the guy, you know, and I, I want to see that bounce back here. Go get your Randy Moss, you know, so that you can you can have that type of year. His name might be T Higgins, but like go get your guy so that you can have that year that reminds everybody, you know, what you're capable of offensively, and that you know we all know you're the best, but have a have a year where where it's undoubtable that you're the best. We're really curious to know what Jamar Chase's thoughts would be if T Higgins comes to Kansas City. It's not gonna be good. I tell you that, but it's not gonna be thrilled. Um, I do. You, since you brought this up, you you got me thinking about this because obviously being an NFL draft guy and talking about don't compare anybody to Patrick Mahomes that's currently in the NFL. Right? Can we set up a deal now that if you talk about Caleb Williams and you mention him in the same breath as Mahomes, that you just get like a mini fine? It could just be between you and I. I'm just gonna text right. you like, "There's another dollar." <laughs> I heard. Here's my I saw it again. Can I? I saw it. Can I say that his like his arm angle and his uh, ability to extend the play remind me of Patrick, but he's not. He's not Patrick, but it's you know you can see that he modeled some of his game after. 
We you can say it however you I want, but he, the aggregators are going to take it and be like, ESPN NFL draft journalist Matt Miller says, Caleb Williams is no Mike Comps because he, Mike Comp for Caleb Williams is actually a young Russell Wilson. So it's not Patrick Mahomes. It's a young Russell Wilson. So, so play out I'm not comparing anyone into Mahomes. Not doing it. Never going to do it. All right. So there we go. I don't compare receivers to Jerry Rice. So I, I saw something the other day. Um, it was about a couple of weeks ago. It was about Mike Evans and just the consistent success he's had throughout his career. And it was something like Mike Evans would have to have like eight more seasons like this to catch Jerry. Exactly. And it would be yeah, like he's had 10 straight thousand yard seasons. Right. That, that some of those yeah. records, even the postseason ones that even like Travis Kelsey caught him in like the postseason receptions. I don't think everyone realized yeah. how big a deal that is uh, to catch Jerry. Yeah, Rice. touchdowns when no one's statistic. No one's getting there. All right, Matt, final thoughts before we say goodbye to everybody. Appreciate all for hanging out this little special episode. Matt, thoughts on Super Bowl, NFL draft, football in general, Taylor Swift. We haven't talked enough about her. I'm a huge fan, as you know. Um, I would just say I hope that you guys all still like me Monday morning when when lose draw, that we're all still friends, and that we can collectively come together and get excited about draft season, whether you're picking at 31 or 32. A lot of good wide receivers in this class. There's a lot of good offensive tackles in this class. So um, I'm excited to see what direction uh, the Kansas City Chiefs go. I will leave you with this nugget. I was boarding my flight to the Senior Bowl, and a person employed by the Kansas City Chiefs texted me and said, "Find me a wide receiver down there." So uh, they are they are on the route looking for pass catchers. Found a couple. There's a lot of them. Yeah, yeah. Who are your favorite? Awesome. I mean, it's the Senior Bowl. Lad to travel. We saw Malik Washington. And Taj Malik Washington had a great week. Pretty good. Yeah. Uh, Lad McConkey is little. my favorite receiver there. Yeah, but he's a great route runner. Tough hands. Uh, maybe not He's maybe not what, what the Chiefs need because Rasheed Rice is a good underneath possession guy. I maintain the Chiefs need deep speed. You need somebody who you know brings that 4-3 back to the, to the table. So I don't think uh, that's Malik either. I don't think he's going to run that well. No. But I don't know. Either, visible, uh, the, there are lab guys... The lab guys love Malik Washington. They were talking about him all week, and yeah. he's fun to watch. I just, when I saw it, I'm like, he's not running away from anybody, and they yeah. want that skill set. They want the guy that Tyreek was, that they wanted McColl to be consistently, that then they, Tony came in to run. They wanted on a guy more to be. Yeah, they, yeah, they brought in that short, little, quick guy to run that portion of the offense, and all there's a huge package of those plays in Andy Reid's book. And just yeah, that. you need a Zay Flowers. Um, which you tried to get, and no one would allow you to trade up. So I will not just being a Texas homer. You know this about me. Xavier Worthy from Texas is your yeah. guy. Uh, Andy's going to watch him and see a six foot one version of Deshaun Jackson and say, "Okay, we got to get this guy." So that's that's my hope for you and my prediction as well. All right, Matt Miller from ESPN. It is getting close. We will see you at the uh, at the NFL Scouting Combine here in just a few weeks. Uh, we're already making our ways for that. That's going to be a lot of fun. It's going to be a lot of fun. We've got only a few more days getting ready for the Chiefs and Niners in Super Bowl 58. We'll have plenty more content here at KCSN. We'll have the lab and plenty more shows uh, coming up getting you ready. So appreciate you all for hanging out. We'll see you next time.